Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to Kraken This Morning, a presentation of the Kraken Audio Network and Sports Radio 93.3 KJR-FM. Here's Mike Benton. It is scientifically proven that chocolate cannot stand desert heat in solid form. So the Coachella Valley Firebirds looking to melt away four more wins to grab a Calder Cup championship in their expansion season. Mike Benton with you for cracking this morning. An American Hockey League edition for tonight's game one of the AHL's Calder Cup final. The Firebirds and the Hershey Bears right from Chocolate Town. Going to go head-to-head in a best-of-seven series. The affiliate of the Kraken up against the affiliate of the Washington Capitals. Opening up this evening at 7 o'clock from Acrisure Arena, you can catch broadcast coverage courtesy the Eagle1069.com and also televised coverage available in the Pacific Northwest carried on Route Sports. Our friend Evan Pipnick's got the call. Oh, by the way, he'll join us in just a bit with more to unfold the impact of this playoff run, the impact on Kraken prospects, and how the Firebirds can make the biggest impact on a mission for a Calder Cup title, also the one and only Dan Bilesma, Firebirds head coach, will also be joining us as we learn more on his journey back to the championship round previously, a part of the Stanley Cup winning squad in Pittsburgh back in 2009, and Kraken prospects developing right before our very eyes in the midst of this playoff run. This series will pit one of the top teams in the American Hockey League offensively for the postseason. The Firebirds averaging over three and a half goals a game. That is third best in the AHL postseason. They also own the top five scores so far in these Calder Cup playoffs. Cole Lind with points at 23, Max McCormick at 22, Cameron Hughes at 17, Alexander True, former Seattle Thunderbird with 16, tied as well with Riker Evans. But the Hershey Bears, the oldest team in the American Hockey League, no slouch defensively. The top-ranked team as far as keeping pucks out of their own net at 1.9 goals a game. Oh, by the way, they're also 6-0 on the road here for postseason play. So it's the best out of the West against the Beasts of the East. And the Firebirds go into great lengths to encourage all of Coachella Valley to be all-in on this playoff run. And how far you say? Well, they've launched a boycott against everything chocolate because the bears of course are from chocolate town which also means local fans in the california desert asked to abstain from anything chocolate which includes cookies candy bars milk donuts and much more until the conclusion of the postseason more info on that by the way at 933kjr.com so it's the firebirds led by dan bilesma's squad carrying kraken prospects such as Riker evans ty cartier shane wright joey decord and much more up against the capitals affiliate led by head coach todd nelson they won 44 games this season how the firebirds got here well it took them six games to beat milwaukee but finished off the admirals before a boisterous crowd at Acrisure arena in game six Who's leaned on a bit by angelo Hughes twists back to the right point. Podorowski is there. A little head fake by Andrew Podorowski. He shoves the chosen across. Evans down low. Shoots. He scores! Riker Evans sneaks down the left side and puts it top shelf over Devin Cooley. 
And the Firebirds have a 2-0 lead with 5.41 to go in the first period. Podorowski for Cartier. Left point, Riker Evans. 55 to go in the power play. Cole Lynn down low, McCormick. Up top, Cartier. Score! Ty Cartier gets his second of the game, this time on the power play, and it's a 4-2 Firebirds lead in the third period. Well, joining us now, Firebirds broadcast play-by-play voice Evan Pipnick heard all across this great playoff run, and we'll hear more of him and see more of him, by the way. Calder Cup Finals also coming your way locally here on Root Sports as Evan joins us now for this AHL Calder Cup final edition of Kraken this morning. Piv, first off, my man, congratulations on this run. Now to be within four wins of the Calder Cup title, just give me the level of excitement that has been surging through your veins seeing this unfold game after game. And for you, where do you begin to define the meaning for this run to get within four wins of a Calder Cup championship? You know, it's it's been fantastic, and I think – after everything's all said and done, everyone will have a chance to kind of decompress and look back at it. But right now, it's it's hectic. It's crazy. It's it's amazing where we are right now um, with four wins away from claiming a Calder Cup in uh, the Firebirds' first season of existence, which, you know, it has been fantastic the whole year, starting out in Seattle, uh, 22 straight road games, opening home ice December 18th being at home for a long time and then playing 23 games in 46 days to end the regular season and then going through the 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 roller coaster of emotions that the playoffs bring you know we we had to go through the play-in round with uh that went full three games against Tucson first round or the second round rather against uh, Colorado that went five games um and then you know the the ever exciting anticipated matchup against calgary um which you know we were we had a feeling was going to happen from the beginning of the season right you were going to play the two top teams in the in the pacific division we're going to duke it out and it was just a fantastic series so many emotional games and then you win it in overtime in game five and you still have two more rounds at that point to get to the calder cup uh victory and then uh, you play Milwaukee. It's the first time the Firebirds didn't play a full seven-game series. So that got the job done in six games. And even that was, you know, a, a toll emotionally. Coachella Valley went up 2 nothing in the series at home, lost the two games to start in Milwaukee. So just like that, the series is tied at two. And then Coachella Valley eked out a, a 2-1 win in game five to bring the series back to Coachella Valley for, uh, for game six. And again, another close one, 4-3 was the final. And uh, now we get uh, set for the Hershey Bears, and it's going to be a, an exciting series. It's going to be a thrilling series. And, you know, these two teams are where they are for a reason, and it's going to be a, a lot of fun to see who comes away with the Calder Cup at the end of it. Yeah, a run that just got on through the Arizona Coyotes affiliate, then the Colorado Eagles affiliate, the Calgary Flames affiliate, and the, the Nashville affiliate on top of that. And to get this far – with a team that is still, you know, technically growing as far as its pipeline. I mean, it, it won't be as close as to the robust group that we see of prospects in, say, about two, three, four years. But yet, for a run like this, for an expansion team to get to the Calder Cup final, a first-year affiliate of the Kraken, how convinced are you of a run like this having a major impact on the Kraken fortunes being that, 
how much of a standard that it could set here for these prospects years upon years after this. I, I think this year is, is crucial. And you look at not only the fact that the games are so meaningful, I think just the amount of games that these guys are playing, I think is something that's very meaningful. You look at Riker Evans who played, you know, what do we have 20 games or almost in the postseason. We're at 19 games right now. He played, I think, 71 of the 72 games. He's he might play a hundred games by the time the uh, you know it's all said and done. It That's enough. Hundred, but it'll be pretty. It'll be pretty close. Mm-hmm. So guys like him, Ty Cartier played seventy-two regular season games, then played ten games in the playoffs for the Kraken. Uh, I think he's around ten games here uh, down in Coachella Valley as well. So he's right up there too. He's played ninety-two games of professional hockey this season. So those are reps. Guys keep going in and. They, uh, you know, the more opportunities they get to play meaningful minutes and in really important games like like the postseason, I think it's uh, it's a great tool that you look at from the outside and say, okay, well now these guys have played those minutes in high pressure situ- situations, and that kind of makes the transition a little bit a little bit easier to the National Hockey League when it does come their time. The Ty Cartier that was seen in Coachella Valley before his call up versus the Ty Cartier that is now being seen previously conference final and heading into the Calder Cup final. The difference is what? There's not really much, to be honest with you. Um, what you saw when he was up in, in Seattle was what we saw uh, pretty much from December on of, uh, of this season. He is the guy who shoots the puck like the best of them in not only the AHL but maybe the NHL. He's a guy who just finishes every shift. He goes and, you know, Kraken fans have seen him play. They know his style of play, and that's what it is. Every single shift, it's the same exact thing for Ty Cartier, and that's why he is so successful, and he's going to be so successful uh, in the National Hockey League, hopefully for a long time. Uh, But we're happy to have him back here for now. Um, I know it came under unfortunate circumstances with the Kraken losing in after round two, but, uh, you know, he's a guy that I think picked up a lot of confidence um, towards the end of the season, the way he was scoring on a, on a rampant pace, and then he was named the AHL's most outstanding rookie, and then of course being rewarded with uh, with ten playoff games, I'm sure is uh, is a big boost for him. But not much has changed for him on the ice as well as off the ice. He's still the same old Ty Cartier who came in, uh, you know, in, in in training camp and didn't really have a spot to play. But now uh, now he's one of the guys who the Firebirds are going to call on, and he had two big goals in in Game Six against Milwaukee and. I'm sure he's ready to go for the for the finals here. We'll hear from him in just a bit. He won a Stanley Cup in Pittsburgh 14 years ago. But begin this here with one word that describes the impact that Dan Bilesma has made on this team. Ooh, that's a good question. Um, there's so many words that uh, come to mind with what he's done, but I think I think motivation is 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 a big one because um, Dan is such a such a great motivator and i think that's what made him so successful in his coaching career that uh that these guys have bought in 100 percent to to his methods and and what he has to say and i think that's helped tremendously and uh it, it's close camaraderie with everyone in the locker room including the staff um and you know it's it's a team the, the whole downstairs is a team and that's what uh that's what dan instilled in in this organization to from you know the day that it was he was named the head coach and you know he's uh he's a great motivator and he's a passionate guy i would say passion is also another 
a close word uh one of the first things i think of because when he does something he's all in so uh you know he, he's obviously all in here and the guys uh the guys love him he's he's a funny guy he's a serious guy at the same time he's a guy who you know no stranger to being in high pressure games high pressure high pressure situations and uh he's uh he's just awesome to be around the Firebirds owning the top five spots in postseason scoring. They own a terrific record when it comes to elimination games. So to get this far, to you, Evan, when did this playoff run into the final really begin to feel like it was taking shape and getting some legs? Um, It's interesting because there are so many, as I said before, there are so many roller coasters that go on in the postseason because every win is – you know, the the magnitude of every win is more, and the magnitude of every loss is more. And, you know, um, when we when we got through Colorado, I think that was that was a big turning point. Um, the Firebirds were down two one in a best of five series to Colorado, and the game was tied at three in in game four. And with two and a half minutes left, the the Eagles got a power play, and you know we thought at that time the way the the things everything was trending that. Colorado would come away with a win in that one in regulation and Alexander True scored a shorthanded goal to give the Firebirds the lead with a, a little over two minutes to go and that just uh, kind of exploded everything and then the next game they come out and deciding game five and and win five nothing um, and then from there you know you, you take on the Calgary Wranglers who were obviously the top team in the, in the American Hockey League and they were uh, a team the team to beat and the Firebirds knew that they Struggled against them kind of towards the end of the regular season. They had two games with them in the 2023 calendar year. And then, uh, you know, it got to a game five. And I think game three of that series was when things became pretty real because game three was a triple overtime game that Riker Evans scored in um, to give the Firebirds a a 2-1 series lead. And that was game one of three at home in a best of five. So at that point, the Firebirds just needed two a one win in the next two games, which they got in overtime in game five. Um, but I think that was the turning point was Alexander True's shorthanded goal in game four of the uh, third round against Colorado. It's going to be a fun matchup coming up here as far as the Calder Cup. Finally, you have, of course, uh, the youngest team in the American Hockey League and the Firebirds up against the oldest and most storied team, arguably, in American Hockey League history in the Hershey Bears. And the Firebirds third right now in postseason offense, three and a half goals a game. Then you also have Hershey at a minuscule, wait for it, 1.9 goals per game. Quite the contrast in how these two teams match up. Evan, as far as how you're getting ready here for this series against Hershey, where does this challenge begin for the Firebirds with what they're up against? Uh, I think they're seeing a very similar team to themselves. Uh, solid, really solid goaltending. Um high-powered offense that they can score very well and sound defense. I think these are two teams that match up very well. Um, and I think it's going to be a really intriguing series, especially game one to see how each team comes up because these are two teams that did not see each other at all in the regular season. Um, and you can only take so much away watching on video and whatnot. So the first period of game one is going to be really interesting. Um, you know, you look at the goaltenders who I mentioned before, Joey Decord against Hunter Shepard. You no, know, we saw a goaltending duel, to say the least, against Calgary. It was Decord versus Dustin Wolf, who was the not only the AHL's goaltender of the year, he was the AHL's MVP. 
um, and Joey Decord won that battle, and uh, we're excited to see what Joey and the, and the team can do here against Hershey in, uh, in a best of seven where you look at it and say, okay, we just need to win four of our next seven, which the Firebirds have done plenty of times throughout the regular season. Uh, Colin right now leads them in scoring with 23 points. Also, Max McCormick, their captain, with 12 goals so far in the in the postseason. Alexei Prota as well, Washington Capitals prospect, leading Hershey with 12 points so far head-to-head. But as well, we mentioned all the twists and turns and the storylines. The Firebirds, well, doing pretty well on home ice right now. 9-3 and record in the postseason. And against Hershey, 6-0. and They are with the Bears on the road here. Evan, I know that you can't wait here for this series. We can't wait as well for the call, my friend. Thank you so much for doing this. Let's talk once again down the road, hopefully with uh, you carrying a little more heavy hardware. What do you say? That'll be nice. Uh, I'm, I'm excited for that, and hopefully uh, that's something that comes out of this. So hopefully uh, this next seven games, the Firebirds can uh, come away, as you said, with uh, some more hardware. All right, that's Evan Pibnick joining us again. Big thanks to Evan as well. Again, you can hear his call via radio as well. By the way, games one and two televised coverage also will be carried on Root Sports up here in the Pacific Northwest region. The guy at the helm right here, Dan Bilesma, helping orchestrate big moments like these with the Firebirds flying into the Calder Cup final. Up the ice, Max McCormick with a shorthanded break. McCormick's in, shoots, he scores! The shorthanded bandits strike again. The captain, Max McCormick, makes it 2 nothing. The pass is blocked, and Malinsky can't clear the zone. White is there to keep it moving. McKenna, White circle, shoots, he scores! The steal by Shane Wright, the pass to Jeremy McKenna, puts it underneath the bar, 5 nothing Firebird. Rafferty looking for Podorowski, Rafferty gets it back into the neutral zone. Pass is tipped, collected by Froden, right circle. Froden across, Podorowski shoots, he scores! All right, without further ado, Dan Bilesma, head coach of the Western Conference champion, Coachella Valley Firebirds, joining us. Dan, thanks so much. First off, congratulations on this next big step. What's it mean to get an expansion team? I say it, an expansion team to within four wins of a championship. Pretty amazing, I think, when you you think about it from the start of the season, an expansion team, uh, a new group of guys uh, in a relatively new organization, um and yeah the story kind of you know 22 games away from home from coachella valley we started in seattle 22 get road games to start with um and then getting here into the valley and starting hockey and uh in the desert community uh and it's uh the team's grown and the community's grown and uh it's it's uh Proven to be quite a force. We've got a great fan base. We got a great team, and uh, we've we've run it all the way to the comp or to the to the uh, the finals here in the American League. So it's been a ride, and it's uh, looking forward to the next uh, 420 minutes of hockey. Well, you made a lot of people happy here for what's next in the 420 plus minutes of hockey that is to come. But uh, we touched on this earlier. But how often are you now living the dream? Now where there you're basically going to morning skate in one layer and I presume shorts and flip-flops also. 
You open toed shoot hockey. <laughs> yes, it's, uh, it's it's kind of that way the whole year in, in Coachella Valley, to be sure. But uh, when you're playing hockey in May and now into June, and you're coming to the to the rink with the sun out and um, you know 100 plus degrees here in the valley, this is the best time of the year to play hockey. It adds a, a whole new spice to um, putting the skates on and getting on the rink, and it's it's what we all all work for. What we all play for and and uh it's just it's an awesome time to say you have an open toe shoot hockey what difference does it make being that you once competed in the stanley cup final as a player in this climate in this region with anaheim and then winning a stanley cup with pittsburgh taking that now into this year well that's the that is the the past but it's uh you know it's the same kind of feeling um with anaheim the old three when the 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 cup run and uh you know playing into june um and in a kind of a a new kind of market so to speak uh california sun weather um it's it's got a whole kind of different feel and and it's one we kind of hoped we'd do when we started this uh, uh the thought of a franchise in california in the valley in the desert um but it's it's come out absolutely as good as we could have expected it and the and the the how we've been received the fans the environment it's been beyond what we could have imagined and it's uh it's been great i i've been duly reminded of how awesomely emotionally painful playoff hockey is and it continues to be for our team we've been um through elimination games uh, we've had our back against the wall, Colorado. We had to win game four to get on to game five. Uh, and, and we played against Calgary in t- triple overtime going deep into the night to, to get a win game five, a, a do or die game in game five going into overtime. It is awesomely emotionally highs, lows, emotionally painful. And, and the guys have been riding that uh, wave throughout the playoffs and, and, you know the i i am drawing on certainly experience not just as a coach with the penguins in, in 09 but uh, i've been to the finals as a player uh, a couple times been to the finals as a coach now a couple times and um you know the i said i've been reminded about how painfully agonizing how the emotions are high and low throughout this playoff series and drawing on the experience of the past uh, hopefully um hopefully give the guys a little bit of idea of, of what it what is to come um, but hopefully get them prepared for for just what what that uh, playoff hockey means Dan Bilesman joining us here on Kraken this morning ahead of game one of the Calder Cup final against the Hershey Bears and I can't think of any better education for these players than to get through their elimination games a set that that they've done beating Tucson beating Colorado beating Calgary how convinced are you of a run like this having a major impact on the Kraken pipeline and the standard that it sets. You know, our goal in the American Hockey League is to develop players for the Kraken. That's first and foremost, uh, without a question. But it, I think it's best done in a competitive environment, in a, in a winning environment. And this is no better time than, than in playoff hockey to establish that competitiveness and to, and to have that throughout the, the organization. So it is like it is i don't think you can measure the 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 rewards from playing playoff hockey for these guys you know ty carte 
got a chance to jump up and do it with the Kraken in the mm. playoffs uh, that run, but uh, he's back with us uh, in super important games, do or die games, <laughs> and as in the last game, coming through for us. So that that is that is huge for the, the development of our, our team, and but as the players as well. No, I think you opened the door there. I, I think inquiring minds want to know about what's next here for a piece of that pipeline in Ty Cartier, in Riker Evans, in Shane Wright, and more who've got a potentially long future ahead here in the NHL level. I think through a coach's eyes, what steps are they taking to be ready, and what challenges are still ahead to firmly take this playoff run? And in a way, say, yeah, I'm ready here for the next big thing. Well, it's 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 whether Riker and Ty and Shane, you know, quite realize that it's a huge opportunity to to show that they're up to the moment, show that where their game's at. And I look back to Alex Galgoski, who's a, a a young defenseman. I same vein as Riker Evans a little bit, um, and he had a playoff run. We had a playoff run to the finals in 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 Wilkesbury, where. He, I can't remember the points that he put up, but let's just say it's it was almost a point a game for a 23 or 24 games that we played, and it just set him up. It set him up for the future, being able to play in the National Hockey League with the Pittsburgh Penguins and, and on from there in his career. So it's it's a huge opportunity for for Ty, for Riker, for Shane um, to demonstrate that they're ready for the moment and ready in big moments and and. You know, we've continually had kind of had these here in our playoff run, and you see Riker Evans step up. He got the overtime winner in, in late overtime, that third overtime. He's stepped up in a big way for us throughout this playoffs, and it's he's hopefully, hopefully that means he's building for, uh, you know, what's come with what hopefully comes next in his career in the National Hockey League. Dan, uh, how much value have you seen from your coaching staff, in particular Jessica Campbell, Stu Bickle, Colin Zulianello, and more, and what they provided here for this playoff run? Well, you, uh, you talk about the team that we've developed into. You talk about the development of some of our players throughout the year. And that really falls on Jess and really falls on Stu more than I, I hate to say it, me. Um, but like Ty Karchay's development as a player throughout the year. Um, Billy Petman's development as a player throughout the year. He's really taken a huge strides in the last uh, month and a half or so in his game and what he's doing on the ice, what he means to our team. Um, that that resides a lot with Jess as, as the coaching she's given, uh, the work that she's uh, allowed Ty to be able to do, showing him the way to go, and, but Ty's really – Taking that to his to another level in, in the work he's done on himself, but uh, and and the same goes for Riker Evans. The same goes for Petra Sepola, who's injured right now, but huge strides this season in his game, where he came from the beginning of the season to the end, and and that's uh, really all on Stu, and it's really all on Jess and what they what they've done for the players. And a part of this finally is the crash course that you see with preparing for the next step, and that means the Hershey Bears out of the Eastern Conference. What's the greatest challenge that you see here from a best of seven series? Well, the the you know it's a, the challenge of the American Hockey League is you when you get this far. And it was last series we had not seen the Milwaukee Admirals at all. Totally new team uh, when you get to play them for a meaningful game in Game One. And same same thing with the Hershey Bears, a team we have not seen at all. Um, 
a lot of our guys have seen the Hershey Bears throw, or a lot of what the Hershey Bears is last year uh, playing against Hershey. I think we played them 11 times last season in, in total. A lot of the same players um, uh, on Hershey are, are back this year. So we have a little bit of familiarity with uh, the team that we're going to be playing because of that reason. But um, the really the, the challenge for both teams is to establish their game as early as possible in the season and kind of dictate the way the series is played because it's going to be a little bit of a feeling out process from the drop of the puck um, to kind of figure out what what do they present who are they who they are but they're a veteran team they got a lot of they have five lines really that uh, are are great lines um, they have skill in their four group throughout the the four lines and they're a counter team they're a quick quick counter team you make a mistake against them they're going to counter back and 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 make you pay for it. So um, it's a little bit different than we've seen from the certainly the Milwaukee team. It's a little bit different than we saw from the Colorado team. So um, getting to know them right off the hop and and uh, understanding whether where they're going to be successful or try to be successful against is going to be key uh, in in trying to trying to beat these guys. Well, this team has made great strides, owning the top five scores in the AHL. That's the Firebirds right now for this postseason up against the Capitals affiliate. Dan, you are living the dream here, getting a coach in the finals and going out to uh, go to the rink in shorts and flip-flops. That's my dream right there as well, too. Dan, thanks so much. All the best here in the Calder Cup final. All right. Thank you. Appreciate it. All right. Big thanks, Dan Bilesma, as well, Evan Pipnick once again. The Calder Cup finals opening this evening once more at 7 o'clock Pacific time. Game two will follow Saturday. The series then shifting to Hershey. For the next three games max, Tuesday would be game three, Thursday game four, and a week from Saturday, game five if necessary. Following that, game six and seven, if required, will be coming back to Coachella Valley June 19th and the 21st. Once again, you can catch all the action courtesy AHL TV on radio via the Eagle 1069.com and television all across the Pacific Northwest courtesy of Root Sports tonight. Game one again underway at 7 o'clock Pacific time. Certainly for all things Firebirds and Kraken Prospects, stay tuned to 933KJR.com and as well subscribe to Kraken This Morning and other Kraken Audio Network podcasts by signing up via the iHeartRadio app and looking for the Kraken Audio Network. Big thanks once again to Evan Pivnik and to head coach Dan Bilesma. And for Kraken this morning, I'm Mike Benton. Enjoy the Calder Cup final. You're home for the Kraken. Sports Radio 93.3, KJR-FM. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.